This is where great ideas about the financial world come together. Welcome to the Financial Forum Podcast with the president of Fortune Financial Group, Chris Galise. All right, so Chris, let's talk a little conventional wisdom, bud. A couple things where people tend to, through the years, have said, well, if you go with this, you, you kind of really can't go wrong. You won't go astray. Uh, and maybe you can give us some point-counterpoint, if you will, on a couple of these ideas. You can't go wrong with real estate. I mean, I've heard that my whole life. And there are plenty of people, Mark, who've had a, a ton of success when it comes to, to real estate investing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I know people that have built a substantial nest egg going that route. Uh, but then there's plenty of others who have tried it and and failed. Right. Uh, So just like anything, depending on your situation, depending on your circumstances, you know, real estate may be a fantastic endeavor for you, or it may be one of the worst decisions that you've made. So think about it this way, though. And this is hard to believe when I read the statistic, but the average home prices across the country are almost identical to what they were 10 years ago. So if you were you know, buying real estate in certain areas and thinking that you'll just wait for the, the homes to appreciate and then sell them at a profit, you might be sorely disappointed. Now, there certainly are exceptions. There's, there's cities that I've read about, like Portland or Seattle, where prices have skyrocketed in the last decade. But there's plenty of other areas of the country where uh, they've remained stagnant. So don't assume that real estate is just the the home run that that you think it might be, because you might have turned on a an infomercial at one o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep, and you know someone's touting their real estate investing program. They make it sound like it's easy that anybody could get into it and it's going to make a a ton of money. Right. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. So uh, like any endeavor, like any investment. Do your research, do your due diligence, and you know just tread carefully into that. Yeah, and real estate, I think, definitely is one of those animals that people feel like, yeah, it, it is kind of easy in some ways to get into it, but it it can become a little more complicated when you and it's not and it's definitely not liquid. So if something happens and you need you know to get that money back out of it, that usually winds up being a problem for people. So be very careful when that when right. you're thinking about that as a conventional wisdom. Uh, all right, so we'll stick with the uh, the real estate aspect here, and we'll say good debt, bad debt. Another conventional wisdom, Chris, is that mortgage is traditionally good debt, while obviously credit cards are not. Okay, right, right. And if you're comparing debt, you know, comparing a mortgage debt to a credit card debt or to a car loan or to a student loan or anything like that, you know, if you have to have debt, a mortgage debt is probably the most attractive one. Right. But I'm in the camp that you don't want to have any debt. You know, so there, there's a lot of folks out there that that talk about, you know, that you should always have a mortgage. You want to write off the interest if you can. If you don't have the mortgage, you don't have the deductions. But, you know, those, you know, tax write-offs have kind of tightened up a little bit with the with the tax code changes Currently, yep. that mm-hmm. have been enacted in the in the last few years. So I've never been one to think that, you know, have a, having a mortgage is desirable, but with these changes that have come, I, I think it's more advantageous than ever to uh, eliminate all your debt, even if it is that mortgage debt, even if you are now eliminating any tax deductions that you have, 
I'd rather not have that mortgage payment than to get the, the benefits of the tax deduction. So again, if you're comparing debt, mortgage debt is more desirable than other debt, but uh, I, I don't believe any debt is desirable at all. Well, does that come down to really crunching those numbers and looking at the data and saying, okay, uh, the money you're saving by you know paying the mortgage off versus the tax deductions, like all those things should factor in, I would think, right? And let some of the math they, dictate they that. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine a scenario where having the tax deduction is better than right. still making those monthly payments. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, and, then, and then there's the peace of mind aspect. So many people would kind of have that, oh, okay, fantastic. I no longer have to worry about my home. Uh, and and we, we've had many conversations about that where people, some people will come in to sit down for a consultation with you and, and maybe one party uh, of the couple is like, you know, I'm fine with the mortgage and the other one's like, I'd really like to have our home paid off. It would make me sleep better at night. So there's all those pieces as well. So conventional wisdom is the topic. Uh, and I'm giving Chris some, some tropes that we are all kind of used to hearing and we feel as the, as though these are kind of the norm and just kind of letting him give us a point counterpoint. Uh, how about this one, Chris? Retirement is a chance for us to relax after an exhausting career. The conventional wisdom used to be you get to retirement, you're done. I don't know. You sit on the front porch and whittle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And, but but you, you think about it. Most of us Mark aren't wired to just uh, to relax, right? This this goes back probably to our ancestors as hunter hunter gatherers, yeah, where true. you know yeah, we're just not built that way. We always have to stay active, and and so many folks have told me that they get a lot of satisfaction, you know, from working and from accomplishing you know certain things that go along with uh, with working right um, so uh, uh, the healthier approach might be instead of just thinking that you're gonna retire and like you said whittle away on the front porch <laughs> maybe you want to look at retirement as a chance to to take on new challenges and activities uh, and the nice thing about this is that you don't have to worry how much money you're making because if you've put yourself in a situation where you you know are financially independent where you can retire well then you can do other things that you truly enjoy and if you make some money from it that's great but if you don't you're still going to be okay to to me that that's the definition of of, of relaxing and having peace of mind in retirement is just you know not having any financial worries but still being able to do uh, whatever it is you you most enjoy doing yeah that, that can be a really relaxing component to know that hey let's blah 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 and you're fine to go do that right without having to you know worry and stress out and all that stuff and, and I like how you brought up instincts uh, it's not in our instincts to necessarily just kind of sit and stop and be done I, I think about it like this I always I found this very interesting anyone who's ever had a dog you, you watch your dog get ready to lay down on the bed or the couch and they spin around a couple times right, <laughs> right. And, and exactly they, right they're trying to find that perfect position right and and so that actually comes from them being more wild and out in the out in the wild and trying to nestle down like tall grass or whatever they might be in to kind of settle in and kind of you know coat themselves if you will with the surrounding elements leaves grass trees whatever it is in order for warmth and stuff to go to sleep but 
you know, most domesticated dogs don't sleep outside anymore and haven't for a long time, but they still do it. Their instinct is to still do it. Well, our instinct is to probably want to get to retirement and enjoy ourselves uh, and necessarily not work, but also not just sit on the couch and do nothing. So, and watch the dog. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. So I like how you brought that up. People are in retirement, Mark. Most of my clients tell me, they say, Chris, I really don't know how I had time to work before right, I right, how, right, how right. I, I would do my job because I'm so busy doing this and that and the other thing that the days just fly by now. And, you know, those are the ones that seem to really derive the most amount of satisfaction yeah. uh, from the current retirement situation. Yeah. Keep moving. Right. And that's that kind of keeps things going as well. All right. Final one here on our conventional wisdoms. And we'll take a quick break. This is the wisdom that we've had for a lot of a lot of years where it's like, well, if your investments aren't doing well, then maybe you need to move and try something else. Uh, and maybe that was fine in the, I don't know, in the 80s or something, whenever this kind of got formed. But it seems to me that that's a bad way to go nowadays to just you know constantly hop foot from one thing to the next. Right. And like I said, we, we've talked about instincts before and instincts tie into this point as well, because okay. for a lot of people, it's it's instinctual to try something new if their current situation doesn't seem to be working the way they want it to. Fair point. Uh, but an interesting study I read recently from Morningstar, they, they said investors on average lose about two and a half percent of their of their wealth every year due to trying something else huh, wow. you know, because they're, they're not happy with how something's going they're they're trying a, you know a different investment approach and you know what are they doing they're trying to time the market and they're tr- you know probably buying high and, and and selling low and just you know mixing it up at, at the wrong time what I would advise is for folks like that, you know, maybe the last year wasn't the, the best year with your investments or the best year with your your retirement plan. But if you do have a plan, it's best just to stick with it and let things run its course over the long haul. Now, if you don't have a plan and maybe your investments are just, you know, I call it rudderless, well, then maybe you do want to change things and that change should entail actually getting a plan instead of just arbitrarily making changes all the time. You've been listening to the Financial Forum Podcast. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris Scalise, 800-993-1526. That's 800-993-1526. You can also get in touch online by going to fortune-financial.org. That's fortune-financial.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just search for the Financial Forum Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM. AEWM and Fortune Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Fortune Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fortune Financial Group is 
is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency.